Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It is another edition of Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Monday, July the 19th, and we come off a solid weekend of Phillies baseball. How about it? The Philadelphia Phillies, believe it or not, words that seem impossible, a minor miracle, the Phillies take three of four against the Miami Marlins. How about it? Over the weekend, did not see this coming. The Phillies sitting at 47 and 45, only two games back of the New York Mets for the National League East lead as the Phillies starting the second half. We've talked so much about how important this first little set of games, this first two weeks here of the second half is not only are 12 of the 14 games at home against NL East opponents, but obviously we are leading into the Major League Baseball trade deadline, the July 31st trade deadline. What the Phillies do now will inform Dave Dombrowski on what he needs to do then. So winning games right now, so massively important for this Phillies team on so many different levels. And and over the weekend, look, they got the job done. Obviously, you want to win them all, but... The Phillies now winning four straight series. They beat the Padres 2 of 3. They beat the Cubs 3 of 4. They beat the Red Sox 2 of 3. And now 3 of 4 against the Marlins. 10 of 14 total. And the first time they've won four straight series since June of 2018. How about that? I mean, how about it? What an absurd stat to say about the Phillies. But hey, well done. Let's go. All right. They 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 did what they had to do this weekend. You would like to see them win them all, but feels like the Phillies sweeping a doubleheader against anyone in any situation ever is an actual real life impossibility. So, you know, taking one and then winning the next two and and look, it got a little scary. There was a suspended game in there, the game that should have went over without getting suspended and it wasn't and all that, but the Phillies find a way to take three or four. They find a way to game a game, gain a game on the Mets. The Mets, up and down weekend for the Mets. The Mets yesterday were down 6 nothing in the first inning. They end up coming back to win 7-6, to six, but the night prior they lose on a walk-off grand slam in Pittsburgh in the bottom of the ninth and in general had a, a rough weekend losing 2-3 of three to Pittsburgh, allowing the Phillies to gain up that game and a half they were behind. They headed into the break three and a half back. They are now... Two back of the New York Mets sitting firmly in second place in the division. We'll look at the standings a little bit more closely later for now. Let's look back at at what was a really nice weekend of Phillies baseball, a needed weekend of Phillies baseball. The Phillies came out needing to show up, and they did. You know, they really did. They handled business. It was impressive to see it was needed. 
again, if this team's going to go on a run, if this team's going to force the front office to add, and, and ultimately, as we've talked about, in, in reality, if you know the way they really need to add is by adding money, by being willing to take on money, whether it's Cole Hamels, whether it's trading for someone whose contract team doesn't want, they have to be willing to go over the luxury tax now. This is the time. This is the only way to make this group right here better without mortgaging the future. You got to be willing to go all in right now. You got to be, at least from a money perspective, not from a prospect perspective. We all know, and we don't need to dive into that whole thing again. You know where I stand. Drafting and developing is the most important thing for this franchise, period, flat out, end of discussion. Like now and moving forward is the most important thing from a macro sense of the standpoint. But right now, you know, without impeding that future, you could still add to this team and it, and it takes money. And, and now's the time. I'm waiting to go over the luxury tax. Waiting, 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 waiting. It's time to go over the tax if this team continues to win over the next couple of weeks. All right. Let's look back at the weekend, then we'll look up ahead. As again, the Phillies get it done. You know, at times it was a little a little nerve-wracking, but they made it happen. Let's go back to Friday. Doubleheader. The doubleheader starts out strong. Thanks to a few people. Travis Jankowski. The Travis Jankowski game. The Phillies win this one 5-2. Jankowski, four RBI in the game. They get it going early against Sandy Alcantara. Alcantara, outstanding pitcher for the Marlins. The Phillies were able to get to him. They get to him early. Travis Jankowski, a RBI double in the first, clears the bases, bases loaded, two out. Jankowski comes to the plate and just hits a ground ball down the line, essentially, you know, a a bouncer down the line, but a seeing eyes bouncer found the hole, found its way down the line. It clears the bases. Ultimately, that would be all they needed, 3-0 there for the Phils, but um, they do tack on a few more later, but uh, three nothing there. Jankowski would add an RBI single in the third after the Marlins made it three to two in the second. Made it a little close for comfort. Jankowski adds another, and then in the third, Torres an RBI single five two, and that was it. And they finished it out from there. Matt Moore four and a third, six hits, no walks, two runs, and here's the kicker: nine strikeouts from Matt Moore. Nine. Matt Moore, nine strikeouts. It was like dealing. Look, four and a third, two runs isn't anything special, but it's it's come it's what we've come to to know Matt Moore as the last few starts. Uh, four innings, two runs. It feels like pretty consistent. You know, you'll take that, especially if you strike it out on guys. You'll take it, Matt Moore. How about this stat? Hard to believe. Matt Moore is uh, now he was uh, he is zero and one on the season. Archie Bradley gets the win on this one. Zero one on the season. Yet the Phillies are seven and one. In games he started. Figure that one out. But uh, they get the win here. Archie Bradley comes in, gives him an inning of two-thirds. He gets the win. He's 4-1. Ranger Suarez would shut it down in the seventh with a clean shutout inning. Three strikeouts. Handles business. A 5-2 to victory. A needed win. They came through. It wasn't anything huge. Thank God for Jankowski. Jankowski is 3-for-3 three three with four RBI. Outside of that, not much offensively showed up. Segura with a hit, Harper with a hit and a run. Reese Hoskins, no hits but scored two runs. Didi, no hits but scored two runs. That was it. <laughs> that was it. Like zero offense. They scored, they had six hits all game. And they won 5-2. And that's why you need to win some of those baseball games. Needed, necessary, showing up from the Phillies in that one. So, so good news in game one now. You know, again, I mentioned it before, and it just seems literally flat out 
I may be against the rules for the Phillies to win a doubleheader, to win both games of a doubleheader. It, it could be against the rules. I'm not sure. It feels like it might be against the rules because it just never happens. The Phillies come out in game two, and you're feeling great, right? Because you have, you have two games that day, and you got Matt Moore in the first one, Eflin in the second one. Eflin against Ross Detweiler in the second. You're like, all right, we're going to take both of these. Who'd have thunk it? We're going to start the second half sweeping a doubleheader against the Marlins. What is happening? What world am I living in? Turns out I was living in the world I thought I was initially because they did not sweep a doubleheader against the Marlins. Just no shot in this one. They get handled. Eflin just didn't have it. Eflin goes three and two-thirds, six runs allowed. Only five of them earned uh, in reality um, was let down by Enel De Los Santos as well, who... uh, Eflin leaves with only uh, with a four nothing uh, deficit. Enyel comes in, boom, shot three runner to uh, uh, Jesus Aguilar um, with uh, two of those runs counting against Eflin. So didn't get any help from Enlo, Enyel De Los Santos there for Eflin, but ultimately Eflin just not good. You know, it was a rough one for Eflin. He had been pretty solid heading into the break. The last few starts, this one was. Just not solid. Wasn't great. Enyel comes in, gives up only one earned run for himself, but gives up the three runs there, and that was it. Philly's unable to get anything going offensively as they get completely shut down. Two hits all game. JT, one hit. Luke Williams, one hit. Two hits, three walks. That was it. Just completely and totally shut down. Zero life, zero energy, zero excitement. And look, it was concerning in the sense that, uh, you know, you, you feel so good about... The first game, and you're coming out of the break, and there's excitement, and you're positive, and they win that first game, and it's like, let's go, Phillies, winning game one against the Marlins, feeling good, and then right back, 7 nothing, just handled, just dominated. Again, it's tough to win a doubleheader. I get it for anybody, much less the Phillies against the Marlins, which seems impossible, but... Um, you know, it was just the lifelessness in that game, just kind of getting beat down. Starlin Marte, by the way, just a absolutely dominant weekend for the Marlins. Just I, I quickly entering the list of of opposing players I never want to see play against the Phillies. And look, there was a rumor. We'll get to it later when we really start to get into trade stuff. But John Heyman putting out the Phillies, one of three teams that are in on Starling Marte. Marte uh, likely to be traded uh, from the Marlins and. Um, I, I like can think of a, a, as far as offensive players go, few who are a better fit for Star Marte steps into center field right now, plus defensive center fielder, awesome offensive player. Boom! Like your offense is cooking with gas if you get Starling Marte. Really, uh, I hadn't thought about him as an option because I hadn't really done my real deep dive on on who are the options out there to trade for, which we'll be doing over the next couple of weeks as we really dive into this. But um, what a perfect name! What a perfect name! Go get Starling Marte, Phillies. Can you somehow make that happen? That would be amazing. And again, you know, the prospects, the money, all these things. But man, Starling Marte would make a lot of sense for this Phillies team. What a, what a, what a get that would be. All right. On to Saturday. Saturday. What a game. What a game. It really, uh, this was a nail-biter. And this was one that uh, it just, you know, it felt like after... Splitting on Friday, it felt like, all right, now they have to win this game. Like This is a crucial, clutch, must-win type spot. they got to win this series. And Vinny comes out and brings it, man. 
Shout out to Vinny Velasquez. Velasquez, five strong, one hit, no runs. Four strikeouts, two walks. Only has three base runners. Vinny was great. Vinny was great. They got him out to an early lead. Two-nothing lead in the first. McCutcheon a sack fly and an RBI double from Hoskins, and then it just shut it down. It was two-nothing and shut down. Like nothing. Nothing happening for the rest of the baseball game other than rain delays. Rain delay. They go off. They come back. I, I honestly, so they get through... And it, it's you know you're 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 watching you're like come on let's get through this let's get let's make it official. They get through through the top of the fifth and I'm like official game shut this down because everybody who lived in Philly knew it was like it's supposed to rain tonight like it's supposed to be one of those nights there's flash flood warnings all that stuff. So unfortunately there was a pocket before that and the Phillies uh, after a rain delay they come back and they keep playing keep playing till we get to the ninth. And you're feeling good, right? We're like, oh my God, we're actually going to get this game in before the rain comes. It's going to be a win. Should have been a, a five and a half inning win, but we're four and a half inning win. We'll take it. You know, it's okay. And Ranger, for the first time all season, Ranger finally fails. And look, that's okay. It's going to happen to every closer, every reliever. It happens. Ranger's been so good. He didn't have it. Look, pitching back to back days. I had obviously pitched in the game one on Friday, comes back Saturday, and just doesn't have it. Ultimately ends up giving up two-run home run to Jesus Aguilar, the aforementioned Jesus Aguilar. Uh, also could put him on the list of Phillies killers, I believe. Uh, pretty much any Marlin, really, right? Um, two-run shot, 2-2. Two, two, devastating. Absolute devastating home run here. Ranger is able to get himself out of the inning, but but just a, a crushing, crushing home run to give up here. And it really it felt like the the, you know... What we were, our, our worst fears were being realized, right? It was like, oh God, it's happening. It's going to happen. We thought we were in good shape and, and it turned. And, and here we go. 2-2. Philly's uh, unable to get anything going in the bottom of the ninth. And then, of course, the rain came. And it came. And it came. And it didn't go away. And the game would be suspended. We have a little bit of history with suspended rain games in Philly's history. I think y'all know what I'm talking about. Uh, but rain comes, game suspended. So we have to wait till the next day, a 2-2 game. And man, you weren't feeling great about it. I actually, in hindsight, do think that the suspension actually maybe helped the Phillies a bit in the sense that at that point in the, the evening, all the momentum had flipped to the Marlins side. You know, Phillies leading 2 nothing into the ninth, and then they give up that that two runs, the Marlins get out of the bottom of the ninth, and it's like, okay, like the m- momentum is 100% on Miami's side right now. Shut it down, Miami's side. Night to sleep, come back to the ballpark. It's a different feel. Sunday, we get back to the ballpark. Jose Alvarado comes in, shuts down the Marlins in the top half of the t- uh, 10th inning. Good to see. You needed it. The Marlins not bunting guys over. Whatever, that's their mistake. The Phillies do. The Phillies come out. Bottom 10. Starts with a Gene Segura little bunt the runner over. All right, we're looking good. Jankowski on third, one out. And you're like, of course, they're going to walk Romito. They're going to walk Harper and take the shot McCutcheon. That's what I would do. I would load the bases, set up the force out at home. It feels like the clear and obvious strategic move to make in this decision. They didn't. They decided to pitch to JT Romito and... Thank you, Don Mattingly and the Miami Marlins for deciding to do that because JT goes yard, oppo, boppo, opposite field shot over the 
uh, into the bullpen right there in, in right center field. Uh, walk off. It is a uh, rare that you start the day with a walk-off home run, but you know what? It was pretty fun. Pretty good way to start the day. I was in on it. The Phillies win that one. Needed it. Oh, my God, did they need that game in the worst way. So now, worst case, you're tying the series, right? But you got to win this series. It almost felt like as much as they needed this win here in this situation, almost even more so after winning that one the same day, knowing you're coming back half an hour later to start the next one, it almost felt that much more imperative that they won the last one because... You want a momentum. You want to carry some good vibes forward. I mean, you don't walk that off and then lose the next one. And it was up and down. You know, at first it felt like, all right, they got it. And then it was like, oh, no, they don't have it. This sucks. And then they had it. So the Phillies started out early. Uh, second inning, a couple runs scored. Uh, a wild pitch. Ronald Torres, great base running, able to come by on a, a pass ball. And then an RBI single from, uh, you know it, JT, makes it 2 nothing. You're feeling good. And then... Because you got Wheeler on the hill, right? So it's like, all right, we got this. We got Wheeler on the hill. Shut this down. Let's go home. Take three or four. We're feeling good. It wasn't Zach Wheeler's day. Let's say inning. As yet again, Wheeler able to have one horrible inning and work around it and still give a quality start and still end up getting the win in this one. So Wheeler gets crushed in the third inning. Just it all falls apart. A couple seeing eye hits, a double from Marte scores a run, a, a sack fly scores a run. It's all tied up. You're not feeling great. And then... Adam Duvall to the plate. Boom. Shot. Four to two all of a sudden. And you know what? The the the, the nerves are creeping in. It's like, oh God, we have to win this game. And and this? I was expecting Zachary to, you know, use that all-star game disrespect and come out and just shut everybody down. And he did for the rest of his outing. As uh, thank you, Zach Wheeler. Zach Wheeler ends up having one bad inning. Ultimately, the other five he pitched for clean. He goes six innings, four runs, seven hits, two walks, seven strikeouts. So not the best Wheeler, but I will say, yet again, the last time he gave up four runs and then started was also in that first inning. Remember, and then pitched six. Wheeler's ability to to gut it out when he clearly isn't having his best day, doesn't have his best stuff. His ability to bear down in those spots and gut it out and give you six innings. Super impressive. Lots of props. It wasn't Wheeler's day. He didn't have his stuff. Gutted out six. Ends up getting the win for it. And, uh, and and that's awesome. They needed it. As ultimately the bats would show up in a little bit. We get to the fifth inning. McCutcheon to the plate. And Kutch crushes one to left center field. Boom. Gone. Four to three. A batter layer. Two batters layer. One out. Then Didi steps to the plate. And Didi Gregorius. Boom. Four to four, and all of a sudden you're able to breathe again. You're able to feel it. We get to the sixth inning. The Phillies want to get Wheeler that win, and boy, do they. Sack fly, Segura, RBI ground out McCutcheon, beating it out. It was close at first. He needed to beat that out. Scores the run was huge. They get a six to four lead. JT would add a, an important insurance run in the eighth to make it seven to four. The Phillies handled it. Brogdon, an inning and two thirds, got a little. Rough in the uh, second of those two innings, but able Bailey Falter able to come in, get a big out there, get them out of the inning. Um, and then Hector Neris, perfect ninth. One inning, two strikeouts, no runs. Shut him down in the ninth. Hector gets the save. Hector's been pretty good, like six straight scoreless, I think. Um, they went at 7-4. Just a massive, massive win. You know, um, wasn't a dominant performance, but they got it done. Enough hits around 13 hits on the day. Segura goes one for three. Romuto three for five. Added in the walk-off and... The suspended game resumption, a massive day for JT. Uh, Bryce gets a hit. McCutcheon, the homer. Reese gets a hit. Everyone hit. You know, not a ton of hits, but everyone hit. 
Jankowski, two for two with a couple runs scored. Travis Jankowski, man, what a what a what a player to have on your team. I I uh, you know after the about as horrendous a uh, introduction to Phillies baseball as a player could have. You know, it really was that that first play, the base running thing, about as bad as it gets. And it's since just been a delight to have on the team. I'm happy he was able to to get through that and and turn it around. And uh, really, just a, a really nice player to have on your team. A nice bench player, runs well, makes plays, gets hits. Love Travis Shankowski. and love the Phillies taking three. Or excuse me, three of four, three of four from the Marlins. I couldn't even believe it. I was about to say two or three. I was like, no, they did take three of four. How about it? And look, now as they're sitting here, they're in a they're in a, a spot, you know. So you're looking at the Mets sitting atop the division. The Mets over the weekend lose Jacob DeGrom to the IL. Still dealing with that forearm thing, still going with an issue. That's a big deal, right? We all know who Jacob DeGrom is, best pitcher in baseball, but also Francisco Lindor, an oblique strain to the IL. Those are dangerous. Oblique strains, that's a tough spot for players, the kind of thing that, lingers, as they say, um, concerning. You know, it's concerning for the Mets and the Phillies now. All of a sudden, it feels like things are kind of breaking their way a little bit. I mean, those are two massive injuries to the Mets. The Mets did come back from 6 nothing yesterday to win that game. That's, you know, the kind of thing you see from the Mets and you say, all right, well, they're not a total mess. That's a that's a gutty, tough win to come back from 6 nothing win a baseball game, no matter who you're playing. But... Still, the Phillies right there within striking distance. So the way the NLE shakes out right now, the Mets sitting out in front at 48-42. The Phillies only two games back of the New York Mets, 47-45. and 45. Two games back. Then, a little separation. The Phillies two games up on the Atlanta Braves, who are 45-47. and 47. Also, as we know, lost to Cunha. And then the Nationals are two back of the Braves, so four back of the Phillies at 43-49. and 49. And then the Marlins... Nine and a half back of the Mets, seven and a half back of the Phillies, creating some separation here. The Phillies are creating some separation between them and the Braves and the Nats. And look, they've done that at other times this season, so can't get carried away, but this is good. This is good baseball here. This is good stuff. And they are within striking distance, the Mets. They are there, two back. Again, thank goodness they're in this division. I mean, they would be, you know, five and a half, six back of the Brewers, well more back of that than the, the Giants in the West. Um, you know, they're, they're very lucky they're in the division, but guess what they are? So, uh, you know, they got a real chance because they're in this division and you got to take advantage when you're in those type of opportunities. So only two back in the Mets. Big stretch of baseball coming up. Obviously, we've talked so much, especially with these injuries with the Mets. Now is the time for the Phillies to have an opportunity to maybe make a move. Maybe jump ahead of the Mets. Leading into the trade deadline. Force Dave Dombrowski to add to this team. Big, big, big week of baseball coming up here. So off day today, a nice off day. I don't know if it's needed, you could say, after the All-Star break. You know, just came back at it. But off day and then a stretch. This is the only off day for a little while here as then it is a straight run through the rest of this little run here as the Phillies have two in New York against the Yankees starting tomorrow. Nola back on the hill. Great to see Aaron Nola off the COVID list. He will start on Tuesday. That is terrific news. Happy to see Nola back. Hopefully he can figure it out in the second half, as we've talked about, one of the most important pivot players for the Phillies in the second half of the season. Then game two Wednesday in New York against the Yankees against Matt Moore. Then they come home for four straight against Atlanta, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Then straight into a four-game series at home against the Nationals, then straight into a three-game series in Pittsburgh. 
then straight into a four-game series in Washington, straight into three against New York. So the Phillies will now play one, two, three, four, five, six, ten, thirteen, seventeen, twenty straight games without a day off. This is it. Straight through the trade deadline. It's go time. Today will be their last day off until the trade deadline. So it's put up or shut up time. The Phillies need to inform Dave Dombrowski, make him go out and add to this team, make John Middleton go over the tax. Let's get this team where they need to be because they got a chance. This is real. They're two games back in July. Let's go. They got a they got a chance. They're playing better baseball. They gotta play great baseball this week. They gotta beat the Braves. They gotta beat the Yankees. And they gotta head into this Washington series, heading into the trade deadline in a real position of strength because they're right there. And they got a chance to make a little run, and this could actually end up being a lot fun, more fun summer than we expected here in Philly. All right, uh, tomorrow, back at it. We'll preview this Yankees series. We'll start to get into more of the trade deadline. We'll start to talk about other names, Starling Marte. Who else is out there? Who could the Phillies be going after? All that and a whole lot more coming up. So uh, enjoy the off day today. Then it's the sprint to the deadline starting tomorrow. We'll dive into it all. So until then, thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.